when you start to look at it from that perspective, it's really interesting to note that the energy that you are and the frequency that you hold impacts everyone around you. Welcome to Satori Prime's Have It All podcast, where you get your fix of personal development without any of that fluff. A podcast dedicated to the unending quest of self-discovery and remembrance. You'll discover new breakthrough thinking and feeling technology that will cause shifts in all areas of your life, your finances, your body, relationships, and most importantly, your mind. You'll uncover your truest self, and for probably the first time in your life, feel 100% worthy of having it all. It's time to stop talking and fantasizing about your dream life and start living it. So get ready to have your mind expanded in the best way possible. Now, fair warning, if you implement what you learn here, your life will never, ever be the same. So are you ready to have it all? Let's go. Or if this is your first time, welcome here. <laughs> or welcome forward or welcome sideways. Welcome forward. <laughs> <laughs> not really sure which direction we're moving in anymore. This is welcome, buddy. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we wanted just to take a few moments today and uh, just share a little bit about what's been opening up for us uh, as we continue down this path of energetic healing and uh, internal work. I know for a lot of people, when when we share it. It sounds incredibly simple, um, and it is. It really is this simple, and then the mind just wants to come in and, and completely overcomplicate things. So um, we want to just share with you, you know, some some as lived experiences um, from from our lives today, and uh, hopefully you guys can gain some insights and knowledge about how to start doing this in your life. Or if you're looking for more support, we can obviously share with you guys how you can get that as well. Um, if you're on any of our live channels right now, wherever you might be, just uh, let us know that you're out there. Just comment in the box, say hi, just so we know. And it always, like, if you have questions as we are sharing this information, please feel free to um, to drop them in there, and we'll, we'll do our best to answer them. So... Uh, Anything you want to share before I uh, share my little story? No, why don't you get us started and I'll pick up from there. Okay, cool. So I had a, a pretty sensational experience with uh, my daughter here recently. I was uh, in a session with my coach. And um, one of the things that I just want to preface this by saying is that, you know, for for the first 12 years of the work that Guy and I did, it was very much about going back to, you know, experiences that you had when you were a kid and understanding how things got formulated and why you have the patterns that you have and why your relationships look the way they do and why you keep hitting the same barriers that you do. And I think a lot of the mindset work that's out there, or the, I should say the personal development work that's out there is pretty much all in line with some sort of version of that, right? Like they all have some sort of framework about how to take you back into this place and help you repattern and all that kind of stuff. And and we did that for a long, long time. And the work that we are now doing both personally and taking our clients through has really shifted away from that. And, and the reason that it's shifted away from that is because 
I don't know about what your experience is, but I got a little bit nauseous after doing this for 12 years and realizing that I'm still dealing with the same exact things that come up all the time and still going back to that same story when I was three and a half and my parents left me. And I was just like, if I have to keep doing this for the next 70 years, I'm going to like punch myself in the face. And um, now what's really amazing is when you start to work uh, internally with the energetics of things, because everything in the universe is energy, and because your energetic makeup is impacting and constantly creating your reality, you know, like guy says this thing all the time, which I love, which is like, you know, uh, everyone is interested in learning how to manifest. How do I manifest? Let me manifest my dreams. He's like, you're manifesting every second of every day. Like we manifest, like we, we live and breathe manifestation, your life right now. And the things that you manifest might not be what you want them to be, but you're the one manifesting them. No one else is programming your life. You know? So when you start to look at it from that perspective, it's really interesting to note that the energy that you are and the frequency that you hold impacts everyone around you. Now, your love relationships, your intimate relationships, uh, and if you have kids, you know that your relationship with your kids are some of the most button-pushing relationships. They're the ones that, like, you know, they, they somehow got the code to your inner being, and they <laughs> know every way to push every single button. You gave them the code. <laughs> exactly. Before we even got you gave, the you gave him the controller and told him to start stomping on the buttons. <laughs> um, so, you know, my daughter was sent here, uh, I believe, for, for a very specific reason to really highlight for me different ways that I can show up and be. And whereas my son, who's my oldest, is is very similar in, in his way of operating in the world to me. So like from day one, we just got each other, right? Like the, the, the dance was good. Familiar. My daughter, say it again. Familiar. Familiar. Yeah. That's a good way to say it. Uh, with my daughter, it's kind of been interesting because it's, it's, it takes a lot more presence awareness with her mm. and the way that I show up. Because there's certain, I'm not going to get into like the, the character styles, but there's certain character styles that I possess that are very natural to me that my son really resonates with that actually alienate my daughter. So I'm sitting with my coach and something that came up for me during the session. And by the way, I, I will just preface this, that the sessions that I have today have no agenda. Like I used to show up on calls with coaches that I paid for and I was like, okay, what am I going to talk about today? What's the thing that I need to figure out? Right? Like I don't actually do any of that anymore. I just kind of sit and whatever shows up, shows up. And, and my daughter showed up and what showed up was this. She, she's, she has an incredible ability to get what she wants. Um, she knows what she wants and she will get what she wants. And she does it in a way that I don't necessarily appreciate, right? Like she, she's gotten into this habit of just kind of like jumping and like, you know, like, she, and, and she eventually gets her way. 
uh, less with me, more with my wife at certain times. But like that resistance, I haven't been enjoying. And I know as children and as adults, what we need is um, co-regulation. Basically, like when we're going through some emotion, whether it's sadness, whether it's upset, whether it's anger, whether it's frustration, whether it's whatever it is, if the other person receiving that resists that energy, right? Like, I don't want to deal with her frustration. I'm actually, because I'm not accepting of that way of being from her, it's actually triggering her to go more and more into that pattern. And so with all the work that I do, I I was just constantly trying different ways to like hold space for her. And there were moments that I could do it great and moments that I wasn't doing it so great. And it got to the point where I, I started beating myself up because I was almost like, I know all of this stuff and I know that energetically she's wanting something from me and I feel incapable of giving her what she wants. And I was like a little bit lost, confused and upset. And this is kind of what started to show up. So I'm sitting there and by the way, I'm giving you guys like the wording of the process. None of this actually, well, some of it, but not very much of this actually happened in like a mind figuring out space. This is a lot more like energetic. So it was more like dropping in and noticing where, what's in my system when I'm envisioning her doing her, you know, jumping thing. Sure. If I could just chime in here uh, for those of you guys who are listening and for those that will listen. Yeah. So a lot of the work that we do, we have to actually remind, remind the mind that it does, it's okay to not understand, that it actually doesn't matter and or necessarily benefit any sort of healing uh, process to actually have more mental understanding. And, and in fact, the mind will pick up on things that uh, once the energetics change, our reality starts arising newly, the mind will pick up on that new arising reality and will actually learn, not because it's you're demanding something of the mind to remember, or to learn, and a, and a quick distinction here is most of us are using our minds like storage devices, right? We're trying to remember more, access more data, right? We store all this data and then try to like compute and like make computational algorithms with it later on. Yeah. And that's not really important. Like, because to me, the mind, when we're looking at a, from, from these models that we look at today, like whether it's survival or more in alignment, then you need storage of data and things to remember when you're operating inside of survival. When you stop, when you start stepping outside of the survival model and you get more into alignment or what we call the evolutionary model, um, then the mind, it becomes a creative tool. And the information that you need arises to meet the experience. So it stops becoming important to remember or to have the mind looking down or looking out at experiences to be like, okay, I, I know what to do in this situation because week over week, there's going to be such a rapid shift in the system that normally the mind would try to hold things in place. But when you start liberating yourself from operating through that kind of mind state, then there's a lot of changes happening, not only energetically, emotionally, but also in the way that reality is shifting. You might not even recognize yourself week over week and trying to store information is trying to like store some version of you that you were. And then like using that version in the present which might not even be applicable or the best version of you in that moment anyway, right? So it's like 
by, by allowing for processes to take place in the body without the mind needing to store more information or remember something actually allows for transformation to accelerate even more. So it actually doesn't, it's not necessary to remember or think about what is happening. Yeah. So I'll, I'll walk you through like the basic process. It's, you know, we sit in connection, he and I, and, um, I basically drop into my system and then I just bring into my awareness an interaction with my daughter, you know, something that, that I don't, didn't enjoy. Right. And what I'm no, what I'm looking to notice is what is happening in here. You know, where are the contractions? Where are the pinches? Where are the parts that shut down or kink? And I'm just watching and getting interested. And a lot of the times, as you do a lot more of this subtle energy work, these little places that kind of kink or, or squeeze or whatever provide you with insights and information. Um, my tracking ability and the way I actually get like very visual images, which I'll share with you guys here in a second. Some people might get auditory. Some people get just kind of this like felt sense and that felt sense is teaching them and and intuiting something. Um, there's all sorts of ways. So I have this experience, I drop in and I'm watching, you know, in my mind's eye, this girl like jumping on the deck and like, I don't want this, right? And I'm just noticing that the 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 voice and the image that came through was like this is not okay for my daughter to be this way. Mm-hmm. So with all of the, the, the awareness that I had of right, like allowing her and accepting her and all that stuff, what came through and the upset was that it's not okay for my daughter to be this way. And that what I was trying to do was help her like get through this so that she's not this way growing up. And once I saw that, I was like, Whoa, this is really interesting. So then I get this visual and, um, it, it kind of, I don't know if anyone saw, um, the never ending story, but I became like the rock people, you know, those like big, like stones. So I'm, I'm this huge stone and I'm like, the word was like, you shall not pass. It was like this big, like immovable. Yeah. Immovable mountain. Right. And my daughter turns into this little like cartoon, almost like from Dora, like jackhammer. And she's like, Oh, you want to see? And she's like, like, like chipping at all these different parts of me. And I am so big. I can't do anything. It's just like my knee, my head, my elbow, just like all around. And I'm, I'm sitting there and I'm getting more and more irritated. And in that moment, I start to realize like, wow, I'm just resisting everything about the way that she's being right now. And she can play this game for eternity. At least in my vision, it was like, she could, she's like, I can do this all day. And I'm like, oh, okay. So once I realized this, uh, my coach asked this really profound question. He said, what if this is just a phase? And there's nothing for you to do. There's nothing to move her through. There's nothing to like give. There's just, this could just be a phase. And in that moment, I had this kind of like big release in my system of just relaxation. It wasn't an insight. It wasn't anything. It was just this big release of relaxation. And I started to drop. My system actually started to drop again from this place of like frustration and annoyance back into a state of well-being. Now, this is very, very important. Everything that you want in life, and I know this sounds maybe exaggerated to you, but like everything that you're wanting in life 
comes from when your system is in a state of well-being and peace. When our system is all riled up, trying to figure things out, that is not where we create our best results. Yep. And in fact, that tends to take us into these like loops that keep feeding this need to figure things out. So it feels like you're moving forward, but if your life looks like you've been dealing with the same area over and over and over, over the next last year or two or five or 10, it's because you're trying to figure your way out of it. So I drop into this place and in that moment of relaxation, my visual, my visualization of me as the rock disappears and my daughter starts to bloom out of this like, you know, jackhammer. She just literally starts to bloom as a flower. And I start to feel this incredible level of compassion and acceptance for exactly where she is right now. And I also start to feel this high level of compassion for me that I didn't do anything wrong or that I didn't miss anything or that it's not that I have to give her anything, but it's just this in the background lack of acceptance that I've been holding on to that's actually continuously triggering her. So I complete with my coach and within five seconds of me hanging up my call with him, my daughter shows up in my office. Now this happens quite often. Like I'll have a session around my son and he shows up like it just, it's amazing how energy works. It's like, it sends this beacon to them. Like, yes, go. Now is the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. So my daughter walks in and um, I had this notion, like I wanted to, we have a hot tub and I was like, I knew my son had a basketball thing. So I was like, Oh, maybe me and Aaliyah will like go play in the hot tub and I'll, I'll share what, what happened with her. So she comes in, she asked me a question. I was like, Hey babe, do you want to go in the hot tub with me? And she looks at me, she goes, just me and you. And I was like, yeah. And she goes, Oh, oh. And I'm like, what? Aaliyah, what? She goes, oh, Isla's coming. Like her, her best friend was coming. Uh, Cause her brother is the one that plays with Shia. And she was so like excited and happy and then upset in like a second because we couldn't do this thing. And I was like, well, we can do it again. You know, like it, this is not the only time. And she's like, okay, are you sure? And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, go have fun with your friend. So she's about to leave. And I go, Hey babe, can I have a minute? Like, can I share something with you? So she, she's like, yeah. Now Leah has this thing, which is quite profound where she, I don't know if this is in my head, but like my experience is when I have these like real heart to heart conversations, something changes in her eyes. And that little girl, the like high energy, like, eh, like little girl eyes leave. And it's just this very, it's like, it's like a, like her soul, like a, like a older woman is just staring at me. Like, she's like, I'm listening. I'm here. I got it. Yeah. So I share with her everything that I saw and basically just the way I shared it with you guys right here, right now. And I tell her like, I'm really sorry for me having resisted the way that she is. And I promise that going forward, I'm really going to work on it um, and, and just accept her. 
And so she's saying, she doesn't say anything. She just stares me right in the eyes with these like really penetrating eyes. And then she's like, okay. And walks out. Now she's seven and a half years old, right? Like what I shared with you guys is pretty complex. So I don't know what she understood, what she doesn't under, understand, but I've, I've committed that when I share with my kids, I share just like I would with you. I don't, I don't try to dumb it down for them. So she starts walking out and she's like, whatever, you know, 10, 15 feet from my office. And she stops. She goes, Abba. I was like, yeah, babe. She goes, thank you for that beautiful moment. And then walks upstairs. And I'm just like, what? Like melting, right? Yeah, sure. A day later, I'm putting her <laughs> to bed. And... I, I leave her room. I put her to bed. As I'm go, about to go downstairs, she's like, Abba, Abba, one more thing. So I go back into her room, and she looks at me again with these eyes, which I, I just, I don't know. I don't know how to explain them. She looks at me, and she goes, Abba, I just want you to know I took him to, to get ice cream earlier, and she did the, the whole, like, ah, go get ice cream, you know, that whole thing. And I, I was really, like, present, and I was like, I'm not going to. Like, this is, this is how she's choosing to express herself, and I'm not going to – and I – what was interesting, like, we talk about this all the time. You know, it wasn't so much of a mind thing that I had to do in order to be like, okay, stay calm, Elon. Like, this is what you said you were going to be working on. Like, it wasn't like that. It was just when you do this deep work inside, the reaction that's usually there, the part of me that usually, like, snaps and starts to get annoyed, it just wasn't there. Right. Like so she's doing all the jumping things, but there's nothing happening inside of here because I actually did the part to heal that part. So she goes, Abba, I just want you to know that I know that I did that thing where I was really jumping and wanting blah, blah, blah. And I noticed that you didn't react at all. So I'm going to give you a trophy for that. I love you gave me a huge hug and a kiss and I walked out and I sat there and I was like, wow, this seven and a half year old girl who I shared very openly with, not only did she get it, get it, but was aware enough to notice the shift in me a day later after having that conversation. And I just sat there and I was like, wow, these truly are our greatest teachers. And and most of the time we treat them like we have to be this uber parent. And But you know what? Like you're human and we constantly make mistakes. And I constantly share with my kids like the way I show up and, and how I wish I would have shown up and what I'm working on and things like that. And to get that level of feedback from this little being. And I can tell you right now, like over the – this happened probably like a week or so ago – over this past week, our relationship has been incredibly different. Yeah. She's a lot more warm and cuddly with me. And it's like she wants to be around me. She hasn't had these like eruptions. Um, everything is so intertwined. And, and we try to like make people move, right? Like I'm the mountain, you move. But it's like the mountain in you is what's actually causing these people to respond a certain way. When you drop the mountain thing, it's like they just get to be, and they really do. And like my vision, like she became this flower, like they really do get to flower into the 
beingness that they are. It's almost like our resistance keeps them that way. So I just wanted to share that story with you because I really think it encapsulates quite perfectly uh, the simplicity and beauty of this work. So, yeah, yeah I hope that was that was helpful. And I think that's amazing. And, and kind of like I, I had mentioned, right, like you didn't have to um, – we said this a lot now, but it's like personal development has this tendency of making you aware of your, like these parts of you that manage yourself and then like altering the way that the management system happens. And it requires, yes. right? So it does raise your awareness. It's like, oh, cool. There's managers, right? There's, I can notice my mind, um, stuff like that. But then you get into the reframing and all these things. And again, not, we're not putting it down. We're, we're, our, our effort with personal development is to say, hey, that's amazing. And it's an appropriate part of a developmental process. And like everything else, it has certain limitations that if you really want to get into the depths of healing work, healing yourself, shifting relationships like this, it's not about having to manage those things. It's about shifting the way that the reality shows up as a response to the energetic fields that we yeah. carry. So if those energetic fields change, then the reality response to that, including all our relationships. Like we can't tell you now how many clients we have that have done a lot of work. And, you know, whether it's a relationship with a spouse or somebody else, it's really, really difficult. And, and of course, when you're doing the work and they're not, it's like, oh, right. It's, it's so annoying for some people. And yet what they find is we're like, hey, we'll stop working on them. Like take all the focus off them completely. Don't even don't even bother just let's start looking at what's going on in your system and they make these shifts and we find that the other person consistently resp starts responding to them not just differently like it's like a dream come true Nine where nights. there was no tenderness suddenly there's a lot of tenderness where there was shouting and yelling there's like deep states of calm and presence kind of like what elon's saying and then notice a week later he's like hey and i now i'm noticing that our relationship is changing right now the mind is noticing and the mind's like oh that's interesting so it's like again nothing needs to be stored in the mind there's just this noticing that starts occurring as the reality itself literally starts shifting anything else about that i just want to say this this one line because you were t pointing to it right now it's like what we're discovering as good as personal development mindset work is at the end of the day, what it really focuses on is making your manager better at managing. Yes. So it's not so much like healing these aspects of you, right? You've just given the manager different tools to manage life with. And then life can look really spectacular when the manager is managing these things a lot better. But at the end of the day, you can choose to live a life without the manager having to manage. Yes. And when you stop giving the manager different tools to manage your life or your processes with, and actually start dealing with the processes, the manager no longer needs to come online, right? So like in that example, the manager was who was coming up and going, okay, you're really frustrated and angry right now. I'm going to manage this little being so that you're not frustrated and angry right now. That's that, that modality. When I started to heal the part that was frustrated and angry or frustrated and upset, now that part of me is no longer being triggered. So the manager doesn't even need to come online to manage anything. Because the, the, the 
loose wire that's out there that someone touched, like it's just, it's not being touched. There's nothing happening. Yeah. Or, or you can sense the manager coming online and you think to yourself, well, I know this, there's no, there's no, there's no gain here in me managing myself. Like look at children. They're not, they're not managing themselves. They're just having totally. all sorts of experiences, right? They're going here, they're going there. They're sad. They're happy, but there is this freedom sense of freedom that comes along with that and a sense of creativity that is far surpassed, right? The imagination creativity of a child far surpassed than what we normally experience as adults. And now I would offer and point to that these are some of the, the main reasons why this thing starts going offline because imagination doesn't require management. It's, it's like a, it's a it's a loosening of energy. It's just letting it fly. And then the thoughts and experiences and visuals start coming into the frame of the mind. And the mind is the creative tool that takes it and turns it into some kind of structure. And then it can be like, oh, let's play a game with this energy, right? Like that's the mind is saying, I'm going to create rules around this so we can turn it into a game. But it's not where the imagination or the emotion was moving or the energy was moving. So again, these little pointers, right? You don't need to understand, but like see if you can notice those little shifts about what the mind really seems or one of the functions it can create, or if you start using it as storage, again, it's kind of stuck in this survival mechanism. And, and I'm sure from your own experiences, you can probably guide guide that for yourself. So um, can I hard turn us into the state of weird? Yeah, um, let's do it. And before, and before I do the state of weird, and if you guys like stranger, more ethereal type of experiences, I'm going to share with you um, uh, one that just happened to me this weekend and an opportunity that I got that was extremely profound. However, if you enjoy what Elon was just talking about, you're like, huh, that's something I'd like to learn. How do I learn that? We do have a, a two-day event coming up uh, towards the end of September on the 25th and 26th. If you want to get the details of that, so I don't have to go into a long thing here, satoriprime.com forward slash live satoriprime.com forward slash live. There are a few more early bird tickets left, which means you can save a bunch of money and you'll get on a coaching call, a private coaching call with me, Elon, after the event. So um, jump on that because I think we only have a few handful of those left right now. Um, so now into the weird. I have had a, for whatever reason, I've been uh, chased around my life by some um, extraordinarily... Uh, energetic people. I don't, I don't know how else to say it. When I was 17 years old, I got to, I got summoned. Uh, this was before I knew anything about personal development or spirituality. It's not a story I share often. Uh, I literally got summoned into a room by a woman that was probably one of the most powerful healings on, on planet earth. Um, I mean, these are stories that came from our family because my parents would get guidance from her. And again, it seems so strange at a time where we were so mental that mom and dad were into this kind of thing, but she was um, uh, loosely related to our family. And I mean, like stories I heard, it was like my mom going on interviews and the woman, she would call her for guidance and the woman would be like, you're going to walk into this room. It's going to look exactly like this. It's going to be a brunette over here and a blonde over here. They're both going to ask you questions. After the whole interview is over, they're going to give you these two choices. One's going to tell you this, one's going to tell you that. Don't take this one, take that one. Like that. Like, and, and she would walk in and sure enough, a brunette and a blonde, the room would look just like that. Or, you know, my dad would go in there and she would say, hey, the vision in one of your eyes are going and don't worry, I'll take care of it. And then he would close his eyes, open it to a flash of white light and suddenly he can see without his glasses on. You know, like this is um, like Oracle from the Matrix type stuff. And 
I had heard these stories. Her name was Sarah. She's she's no longer with us, and she was, out of all things, a quadriplegic. And when I was in high school, I was, uh, I often share, I went through this very dark period in my life of, like, depression and suicide. And, and probably right at the ascent of that, um, my dad comes to school one day, un unannounced, and pulls me out of class and, and tells me that I'm going to go see Sarah. And, uh, again, I'd heard the story, so now I'm, I don't know what's happening. But what he told me was that Sarah asked to see pictures of me and Elon. She saw a picture of Elon. She said, don't worry, he'll be fine. She grabbed my picture and she started crying. And she said, I need to see this boy, not, not tomorrow, like not a week year. from now. I need to go see him right now. So go get him yeah. from wherever he is. And my dad literally drove from Manhattan to Jersey, which is no short drive. And then drove me back to the city to go see her. And I shit you not, this was like a scene out of the matrix where I sat in a blank room with her with just her sitting in her in her chair as a paraplegic, and it's just this head that, that moves, and then me sitting on this opposite chair, and very long story short, she didn't ask me any questions. She just asked me what language I wanted her to speak in. It was either Hebrew or English. I said English is fine. And then she proceeded to tell me things about my life that I knew were hidden secrets that were inside of me that other people mm -hmm. didn't know. And she spoke them out loud. And it wasn't like my life changed completely at that moment, However, she said just enough to get me over whatever hump I was in because the chances were that I may have may or may or may not have killed myself without intervention from Sarah. And she kept me going till I eventually found some personal development work and started learning how to pull myself out of that mess a few years later. But when I think back now, I, I have this deep sense that she called me into um, like save my physical body basically. And then perhaps even see what I was going to do later on. So, that has now happened <laughs> throughout my life a few times where somebody swoops in, including our current mentor, um, you know, people out channels is a very loose term. So sometimes they're channels and healers. And um, our, our current mentor introduced us to this healer, uh, this channel that is on YouTube and anybody can watch him. And in our show notes, I will put his um, URL for you guys, but he's on YouTube channeling pretty much every day. Uh, his name is Asil, A-S-I-L, if you want to search for him. And um, my experience with Asil up until this point has been he has some beautiful channels that come through him. Like, the information is beautiful, not revolutionary, nothing that's going to be like, oh, my God, I've never heard of this before. Or maybe for you, it, it might be. However, what, what we have taken on over the last few months is we, we meditate with him on a regular basis, even just on YouTube, even if it's just a, a recording. It doesn't matter. It does not matter it does not matter who or what you do the recording with live, not live in person, non person. Certainly there is more field energy when things are live with somebody. However, truly doesn't matter. Like if there's an intention energy, it, it is always accessible as, as your, as long as your awareness and presence is there with that individual, they can yeah. do amazing things for you. So I, I would, even if you've never heard of stuff like this before, but a part of you is like, that's interesting. Go try and you see how you feel. Don't take my word for it. So an opportunity came um, through my mentor that he actually invited a SEAL to come down here and do private healing sessions for me and, and seven other people, including uh, my wife. And this past weekend, we had spent uh, invested Friday and Saturday with him, uh, Friday in a group session, and then Saturday in a, uh, a private one-on-one -on -one where he did individual healing work and then actually channeled, and we got to ask the channel questions. Now, 
if you have never experienced being with the channel, for me, it's one of the most profound experiences I've ever had. And I've now uh, been in front of one, like in front of someone channeling three separate times, three separate people. And I will say again, just for me, the first time I saw a person really trans channel, so the more accurate term, I thought it was one of the most profound things I'd ever seen and immediately made me feel a sense of home in a way that I had never experienced before. In fact, I actually think the first time I saw uh, somebody channel, and is actually a good friend of mine, um, was maybe the beginning of start of me rebuilding my relationship with God. I, I, I shit you not, like that was that, that profound for me because it immediately made me have this sense of unity far beyond just the human race. It made me feel like the unified field of like how everything in the universe is working together to benefit each other. So if we're, if we're these beings that are third dimensional, right, beings, and we're kind of stuck, so to speak, in this third dimension, there are, you know, consciousness at fifth and sixth and so on and so on. And, and these are beings that are not stuck by time. I would even offer when we eventually figure out what UFOs are, we will find out that the reason they can move the way that they move to our perception is because they're not moving through space. They're moving through time. And that's why the, you know, all the things that we have to worry about with, uh, uh, aero engineering don't apply when a, when an entity is just moving through time, not through space. So it just gave me this feeling of like home of everybody being together, working together, wanting for each other, this incredible sense of benevolence. And, and a seal is this extraordinary human who has more energy moving through his body than just about anybody else that I've ever gotten to experience. So needless to say, him putting his hands on you is, is its own <laughs> profound experience because whatever meditations you've done or whatever experiences you've had, you know, maybe you flop like a fish. I, Elon likes the flop like a fish experience. I try, um, but it doesn't work all the time. Yeah, again, it depends on how your system is organized. For me, I, everything is like this really deep resonance that happens in my body, but I can feel the amount of energy um, that starts moving. So, yeah, so we had these uh, really special um, two-day experience, and I hope to continue actually working with him because it was so uh, profound. And, you know, the beautiful part for me and always the most intriguing is, like, you actually feel like you're speaking to an alien. And it's like this alien that loves you, and knows things about you that it you it shouldn't know. Like there's no way, you know, I just met this individual on the human to human level. He doesn't know these things about me. Yeah, could tell me things about my past. Um, he even knew about certain things that had happened with my lungs when I was a kid to a teenager that were, you know, uh, like this, this ease that I had to deal with, all sorts of things like that, that again would be not understandable how a human would know. And yet, um, has access to this kind of timeless information about you and humanity. So I'm sharing this because I'm, I'm starting to have these like fifth dimensional, I think I've always had them where it's like, I get glimpses of fifth dimension. And when I mean fifth dimension, I literally mean a view outside of time. It's like, um, maybe we call that intuition for some of us. Cause to me, intuition is like a small bit of information that like the way that channel like accesses a big window like our personal intuition is an access into this fifth dimensional realm. It's like you suddenly have the sense. You don't know why you have it. It doesn't necessarily make linear logical sense because that would be in time. But suddenly you have this knowing of something, and these individuals seem to have that in great detail. So it's like, you know, everything that happens in our lives, and this is why I wanted to share about that, because everything that happens in our lives 
can be taken as a, if we, we think about a linear process to get somewhere, then we think we know the path between point A and point B. And we think we know the shortest path between point A and point B because we've been told that the shortest path between two points is a straight line. But again, that's all in this third dimension, logical, reasoning type of energy. When you step outside of that, you can start realizing that all events that occur to you, when we don't put judgment on them, if you, if you can, are able to hold a picture in your mind and energetically have alignment to that, then every event that enters your life is a process that's unfolding, moving you towards that thing. Now, it may not look the way that you want it to look or think that it's supposed to look. It may have moments of discomfort. It may even have things that your mind judges and doesn't want to happen and yet they are happening. And if you judge it and then try to take a hold of that and then move it in the direction that you want, that is more of the mind coming in instead of allowing for this fifth dimensional divine intelligence, so to speak, to move you towards that goal in what I believe is the shortest amount of time. And again, you have to give up that you know how to get there in order to do that. Hey, am I here? Yeah, there you go. Uh, Sorry, you were saying about... you were t you you cut out at around where you're saying a lot of the work that guy, guy and I. Yeah. So or Elon and I. So a lot of the work that yeah. So a lot of the work that Elon and I do today is like as we find we're more energetic alignment, as we give up more of these managers in our mind, as we start trusting in these extraordinary experiences, you know, like someone like that entering your life over and over again, these like posts that are trying to get you somewhere rises. And it, it really is starting to give up complete judgment of how all events are unfolding. Like yesterday I was um, laid out for seven hours, headache, nausea, or, you know, you can use it as an example. In the past, I would have tried to do something about that. I would have taken a painkiller. I would have a million and one things to get my, to continue on with my day in the way that I thought my day was supposed to go. Because I want to work. I want to do this. I want to talk to Elon. I want to make more content. Like, all these things. But the energy is saying, like, dude, you're not at your level today. Go rest, right? I just had this extraordinary amount of energy work done. And one of the posts, like one of the, he gave us a, a list of things that can happen after it. And like 60% of the side effects he mentioned, I had them all yesterday. But the old me would not rest because the linear mind thinks that's not the quickest way to get there. So move your ass, go drink some coffee, take a painkiller, shut the fuck up and continue on the process. Instead of thinking awesome. to myself, yeah, it's instead of thinking or being in the energy of resting is the quickest way for me to get there. And resting is going to allow for my energy to stay in alignment and keep pulling synchronistic things towards me. And then somehow we get more clients that day. And that's what happened, right? Like different things like this happen all the time. And that's been the really big shift between just operating purely in a masculine energy to really starting to notice some of these things and even letting abstraction come into our lives and just letting it be there without having to micromanage why things seem abstract right now or maybe uncomfortable, maybe be physically uncomfortable. The week before, I had a lot of pain on the right-hand side of my face. Like, I don't know, right? Like, I, I can start playing with my mind and going, oh, my God, there's something physically wrong with me. Oh, my God, I need to go to the doctor. Oh, my God, what the why is this happening? And, okay, am I eating something? 
you know, like all these things. And there's a part of that that might be true. Now, I could just be like, huh, that's interesting, and inquire into that. And I promise you as I continue to inquire into that, if there is a food or something that I'm doing, that experience, somebody will come in and share something about themselves, or I'll watch a movie or read a book, and somebody will mention an experience like mine, and then they'll say, yeah, and I was eating beets all the time, and that's why, and I'll be like, oh, fuck, I'm eating a lot of beets too, and I'll realize that, oh, shit, the beets are causing this. I could do it that way and just let it arise into my reality experience because I said that I'm interested, or I could sit and worry and then process my life through worry and survival and, and choose specific actions out of that worry and need to survive and then make all these decisions that seem really rational and really linear in order to get me well, but could be doing everything else but making me well, right? So that's kind of what I'm talking about here. It's like, it's like releasing these concerns. And again, you can say like, oh, I get that. I can release concerns. And, and you can. You can mentally choose that. But when a part of you gets scared, you're going to forget that you wanted to remember that, so to speak. So, And that's the part where it's like personal development stops and energetic alignment and energetic attunement and working parts in the system has to be part of your flow as a person who's looking to transform themselves and align themselves to a higher level of consciousness and vibration that literally shifts the reality around you. So for me, it's like I really have this deep sense that even painful experiences are just a way for the body to shift internally at the physical level, maybe even changing physical structures in the body to run energy through the system in a way that it may have never run before. And you can imagine that could be painful or have some discomfort in it. What I found, though, is I had this, um, what felt like toothache, and then I had this headache yesterday. If I sit there and I become hyper-aware and I really feel subtle, the subtle energy in that space, I could feel that there's all these parts that are wanting to fight, right? Because now when there's pain, it's very difficult to not want to survive pain. And let me just get through this. Let me well, just, not, through this. just get out of it, yeah. Yeah, just get out of it. And then in both these pretty painful experiences I've had over the last few weeks, and my, my experience in general as a human has been very physical, wrought with a lot of like physical pain, accidents, all sort of all sorts of stuff. And that's something I'm deeply working on now because it's like I'm ready to shed all that. That's just an identity that I'm no longer really that interested in. Um, so what I'm finding is this pathway of just like I can almost feel where everything's holding on. And so like I can relax into that pain. And then actually almost, this is going to sound weird, but participate in it. Like actually participate in the pain. Because I can notice it's like it might be trying to move somewhere or go somewhere or give me a sensation that I'm fighting against. And that resistance is what's making it unbearable. Right? Because like, it's like gritting your teeth against something. But if I just unlock, I suddenly find that I will have a lot more ease with the discomfort. So this weekend was a lot of that. Like, you know, he, he charged our systems, moved a lot through, and now there's a lot moving through. At the end of this week, we have a whole other four-day session that's coming up of really intensive energetic work. So, um, like I said, I will drop his YouTube channel. Again, his name is Asil, A-S-I-L. And if you want to meditate with him, um, please do. Very, very profound experiences. See what you get from it. Um, and I feel super honored and privileged to have a – experience him face to face and we have some stuff down the line with him that we'll do also and he also agreed to come onto our, our podcast so 
we will probably bring him on here to be both himself and the channels uh, that he channels and get to ask him some questions too. So uh, once we get that on the books, I'll let you guys know when that's coming. Um, have you ever heard that that line? Uh, I've been hearing it recently a lot. We don't rise to the level of our expectations. We all fall to the level of our training. I, I haven't heard that, but yes, to some degree. So, uh, you know, as, as you're sharing and as I was sharing, I was thinking like, you know, we, 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 we always do that, right? It's like when we are in situations of pain and panic and sadness and frustration, we rarely, if ever, show up as the person that we expect ourselves to be. Because when the, the system is under duress of any sort, it's very difficult to rise to that level. Sure. What we do and what we've always done, if you look at like all of our personal development journey, right? Like we've always fallen back onto whatever we were trained at. Sure. So back in the day, we were dealing with pain from the mind. So it was like all the, the, the mind training stuff. Now we're much more into the energetics and the healing part of it. And so like we're just, you know, you're in pain and you're just, literally like falling back onto this training. So it's, it's really interesting for me to hear um, that story and realize like, wow, you know, that, that's so such a different way to perceive reality uh, yeah. when, when well, you're in that me, space. So let me share like a bit of the end of that, a different story that was a week ago. I've had um, like March was the first time I had a toothache in my life. Uh, Elon knows I'm very proud of the fact that I've never had a, um, a cavity. Right. So, but then I had this, um, toothache and eventually led to like a week later me chewing on something and my my tooth splitting in half so i had to remove half the tooth because the front of the tooth was fine and healthy and the back of the tooth is removed and i've been fine for about four months and then some point two weeks ago i started getting this like um you know if anybody's had a toothache i feel you brothers and sisters <laughs> tough one and, and I'm not, and I'm not one to take painkillers. Like I don't take painkillers for almost anything. And I was chewing on them for four straight days because it was just so painful. And then came Saturday night. I had taken uh, two Advils because that's what works for me. And uh, I got into bed, and the pain didn't subside, like at all. I was like at a eight, nine type of pen uh, pain. This is like the uh, take me to the emergency room, please, or go grab my mommy. I need a hug, like. You know, I'd rather be knocked out by a punch at that point in time than experiencing what I'm experiencing. So I'm I'm laying in bed, and I turn over to my wife, and I'm I'm basically in tears, and I'm saying I don't know what I'm gonna do because I can't sleep. It's late. I'm in a, so much pain, and um, and I had called around dentists. The dentist I was using was closed because of coronavirus. My other dentist couldn't see me for three and a half weeks. And again, if you're in that kind of pain. An extra 24 hours seems insurmountable. Never, never mind. Perhaps a few weeks of that. So, um, my wife offered to just put some presents on this piece. I did too. And again, this is like things that we teach. So, if you're interested, I, I gave you the link. Um, so I went into it, and again, you can start noticing that there's all these little, you know, the mind is trying to hold, is trying to fight against. It's not helping anything move through. And I, and I thought to myself, I'm like, all right, well, what if I participated in, in what I'm perceiving as pain? Like, as just energy for energy's sake. There's a sensation and energy trying to move, and I'm blocking the energy. What is it like to participate with the energy and remove the blockages and just let it free? So we do that for about five minutes. 
And then I'm like, okay, I kind of like turn over. And I had this thought that goes across my mind and goes, oh, the pain is actually managed. Like I'm not in that much pain suddenly. Like, like maybe from a nine, I'm now like a three or a four. Enough to think to myself, if I close my eyes, I'll fall asleep. And I do. So I wake up the next morning. And the, and the last four or five mornings, I woke up in a lot of pain, like pretty much from, from the word go. And I wake up on Sunday morning, and there's no pain. Like zero. Zilch. Gone. And I think to myself, that's interesting. All right, let's wait a few hours till it kicks in. <laughs> you know, I'm like, I'd go in hand. And the pain didn't kick in and then it didn't kick in and then it didn't kick in and then it didn't kick in and it didn't kick in. And I haven't had an ounce of pain since that experience happened. So like, you know, I can't rationalize that stuff to you guys. However, I can only speak from anecdotal evidence, personal evidence is that I'm noticing more and more stuff like that, right? Like everything. Yeah. Everything is a, is a communication network. Everything is trying to speak to you viruses, our biology, everything is part of a very elaborate communication network. And when we don't take time to listen, we, we suffer. Yeah. So I think we'll end it there. I love you guys. Thanks um, for listening to us today. Yeah. I just want to offer you guys, if you ever want any support uh, or whatever it is, bro, where's the link that they can go book like a quick 20-minute uh, call? Um, with you or with uh, – uh, with with, with Nikki's the free one, right? Yeah, if you guys go to satoriprime.com, just our our main page, and you scroll all the way to the bottom, there's a calendar booking system right there. Uh, and you can do that for free if you want to get on with me directly. Uh, we do take a ninety nine dollar deposit as a show up fee, just because I don't want to waste my time and book my calendar with people that are not going to show up. Uh, you can go to satoriprime.com forward slash Apply or app now? Uh, let me double check. I think it's app. I think it's app. Yeah, app. Yeah, satoriprime.com forward slash app. So if at any point you guys ever want to just find out more about how we can help, what kind of work we're doing today, you can book a free call by all means. Just go to the website. If you want to talk with me directly, you can go to satoriprime.com forward slash app. Um, and again, like Guy said, um, if, if you've been on the – side looking to work with us and want to dip your toe uh this live event the two-day live event that we're doing at the end of september is absolutely life-changing and you can get tickets right now for the cheapest they will be because there's just they're going to keep going up as tickets sell so storyprime.com forward slash live and um yeah hope to communicate with you guys here soon thank you for listening and have an amazing day bye everyone bye everybody I really hope you enjoyed that awesome conversation as much as we did delivering it. And as always, thank you for your continued loyal support and your listening. Now, if you haven't already done so, please make sure you go to Facebook right now and request to join our amazing private group. It's called Personal Development Without the Fluff. It is a quickly grown community with amazing souls and amazing support. So if you've enjoyed this podcast, I can absolutely guarantee that you will love that group. Also, as I mentioned earlier, if you head to Satori prime.com forward slash my satori you can grab that latest 90 minute mind expanding training for free so go grab a notepad a drink and buckle up for that one amazing ride well until next time have an amazing day my friend we look forward to personally connecting with as many of you as possible and seeing how satori prime can help you achieve your dream life today